0: Hey, we all? Hey, man, you know what episode this is? Guess <laughs> which one. 1, 2, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, one. 10, Ten yeah! 5, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, hold on, we better shut this joint down, and start. And here we go. The following podcast contains explicit language. About that. It's like and superman Seven times out of ten We listen to our <laughs> At night Thus spawned the title of this program Facade Podcast Fam What's up? <laughs> How y'all doing As y'all know this is episode ten. Ten y'all We here Right now we here Ten We about to get into it. A lot has transpired in this last week, and I'm fin it. Yay, yay. Oh, 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 my bad. This is the Facade Podcast, hosted by the two of me. The professor, the student, hip-hop junkie, R&B savant, the radical conservative, hustler, never the informant, the one who seeks to understand while being understood. Here, all are welcome. Now my nerd don't always translate well, so bear with me, boy. What's up, y'all? It's been a week since we did it. It's Sunday, yay yay. Well, it's Saturday, but when you hear it tomorrow, it'll be Sunday, yay yay. So we out here, whoo I've been i been jet setting, man. I've been jet setting. Got an opportunity to go to to uh, Minnesota, uh, to top to top nine, to top nine, huh? Minnesota. And work with this camp. So if you're a parent who's your foster parent or you're a person who adopted a black child, right? And you need help raising your black child because you ain't the same race as that black child. So you don't have the experiential knowledge to translate to them about what it means black to be black, right? Hey, I'm your guy. I fly all over the country and train you how to do that. (laughs) Yay! yay. So we went to Minnesota, got to go to the emoji camp. Man, they got they doing good work in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, they doing good work. And so shout out to, you know, Evolve Adoption Services. They out there doing the work. We got to hang out for two days. Well, man, it, was, it had to be been, man, there's was like 100 kids out there, black kids just running around, happy, outside in the wilderness. We is in, in the middle of nowhere. Like, not near the city, in the middle of nowhere. Well, it wasn't really in the middle of nowhere. It was, it was uh, about 50-minute drive from the airport. So we got to hang out, you know, for two days. I am trying to do the, uh, the vegan thing. <laughs> I'm learning. And so, you know, that's right. So we out here, we out here moving around. But you know, Father's Day was absolutely great. Got to spend it with my pops. And so, you know, spent this whole week putting it together. Ooh, we got some, <laughs> some things in the cooker. This, these next 36 months of rollouts, by facade podcast and some other things that we got going, I'm, I'm building a team. We about to we about to get into it. Yeah, yeah, we about to get into it. So anyway, welcome to the facade podcast. It's me, son of hip hop, Doc Hotch. This is the format for facade podcast. Do the intro. Ay, t- t- episode, so yeah, yeah, we do the intro. Then we get into the you know five topics that I talk about. They're not connected. They just random as ever. Then Therapy exercise. So, my therapist tells me, gives me an exercise, and then I have to break down that exercise, right, and talk about how it's relevant to my life in hip hop. Then we do an either or, we do an neither nor. What we're not gonna do, tomb out, and then a detangle. We out. So, we really hit 10 different things. I'm gonna be on here for like an hour and 12 minutes. About to get down with the podcast. So, buckle up, get your seat, get your something to eat. It's a, as my man T.O. would say, get your popcorn ready. So, First of all, so I'm trying to do this. I saw it was a brother. I forget his name. He was on uh, um, oh, what's the show with uh, Skip and Shannon? Undisputed. He's on Undisputed. Got traded to the Carolina Panthers defensive player, and he was talking about how he was a vegan and how you know he, he got a plant based diet. And it, he said the most simple thing to me, right? Well, not to me. He said it. So I heard it. And I heard it because I'm trying to be a vegan too. So it was to me, but it was to everybody. He's talking to Shannon, and he said. Why do I have to eat an animal to get the same protein that you get from that animal? Because that animal eats grass. And I was like, man, I light, this. It was like ding, 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 ding. That's a simple thing, right? So, if a cow eats grass, why would you kill the cow to eat the cow when you could just eat the grass? Like, get rid of that middleman. Like Ice Cube had a nice line about, will not you want and let's get and get rid of the middleman." <laughs> I won't say it on the mic, but it was, you know, I get the point, right? And so, it's just, I I got that. So, it got me to thinking, okay, protein. I need sources of protein. So, I need uh, some type of peanut product, right? So, I love Jiffy peanut butter. And I just, man, I can't, I just, I put it on apples. I put it on peaches. I put it on pears. I put it with cherries, like, like peanut butter to me it's just it tastes real great. So I got to have a discussion. I was talking with one of my one of the people I know about making vegan transitions, and we start talking about Nutella. And I was like, nah, can't do Nutella. <laughs> like like when I open the can, Nutella, it's like a black person in the can to me. <laughs> like, like it's hella dark. It's it's extra dark, right? You know, if I look at it too long. Like it might start moving, I might hear it calling for me to help get it free out the can. That's so all. Like, yeah, I can't, I can't eat the Nutella. I can't do it. It's like, it's like cannibalism, <laughs> to, to me. I can't get it. It just looks fake. It, it, don't feel. It just, it don't feel real to me. It's like I, I've never tasted it. So I hear people, they be like, oh, Nutella's greatest, way better than regular old Jiffy peanut butter. I'm like, nah, nah. <laughs> I can't, I can't do the Nutella. I'm afraid to eat it. Like it's just, I, I don't know. It's be like destroying myself. I can't do it, man. Eat eat more chicken. <laughs> like I'm like the Chick-fil-A. Eat more chicken. I'm like the cow saying that I can't do the Nutella. I'm gonna do the peanut butter, regular old peanut butter, shouts out to George Washington Carver, regular old peanut butter. Like I got to have it on crackers, on everything, no offense to those listeners. On everything we got to have it. Like that. That's what I'm that's what I'm doing, right? Nutella. No to the Nutella extra hard, extra hard stop on the Nutella. So second topic, man, I got, so I got, to, I got to pull up my, I got, I got to, so I got the I got the Mac joint in front of me. We got to, uh, so shouts out to Harvard, shouts out to Harvard. So I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to pull up the name of the person. It happened like earlier this, uh, early this year, so early this week. There was a student who applied to go to Harvard, and he got admitted into Harvard, and then they found out that he was saying nigga. He was out here with the racist slurs, and they revoked letting him in to the campus. So hold on, let me see if I can find it. Because I'm Googling. Um, OK, let me see. What does it say? that people on Twitter be extra funny about it. So Jamil Smith, he said, if I had a child go to Harvard, I want him or her to have as few classmates as possible with the history of saying nigga repeatedly. That wasn't about freedom of speech. It's mainly about public safety. This decision shouldn't be remotely controversial. And so, I'm with that. Like, any university. So, here's the thing. If you listen to a facade podcast, and you, I got listeners that's 18, between 18 and 23, right? And so, anything that you do, Before you go to college, it's going to elevate you or it's going to exclude you from opportunities, right? So they're not going to say, well, she was 16 getting wasted. She was just a child in that video stumbling. Like, they they may not let you in, right? You don't get to be divorced from your racism, your homophobia, your misogyny. Like, who you are at 16, you're probably going to be at 22, you probably going to be at 32 unless you just have these life-changing moments, right? And so I'm trying to, trying to find his name. And so he was on the apology slate, right? So first of all, sidebar, anything that I do or say, I mean it 2,000%. I'm not apologizing to it in the public sphere on the back end. I was sorry, holding a press conference. I didn't really mean that. Like I'm, I'm right with what I said. Like if I said something that was totally ignorant to you, Right, you thought I was totally ignorant, and they rescind my job or they rescind my whatever. Like, I mean, it is what it is. I'm not going to apologize for it because I said it and I meant it. Right, and so I think this is a uh, what's his name? Okay, here, okay, here's his apology. So this is what he said. His name is Kyle Cashuva? Yeah, he said, I've recently been made aware of screenshots circulating that include offensive comments for my classmates that I made a few years ago, long before the shooting. This was in the context of of a school shooting. I want to address this with some honesty and transparency. We were 16-year-old idiots, with 16-year-olds making idiot comments, using callous and inflammatory language in an effort to be extreme and shocking as possible. I'm embarrassed by it. But I want to be clear that the comments I made are not indicative of who I am or who I've become since. The past year has forced me to mature, it forced them, forced me to mature and grow in an incredibly drastic way. My world, like everyone else's in Parkland, Parkland shooting, was turned upside down on February 14th when your classmates, teachers, blah, 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 I can't do better and I'm going to transform better. Right now, that's the apology that he made after having his admission to Harvard rescinded. So, A, I don't respect you for saying nigger. B, I don't respect you for going back on it. Like you should have doubled down. You should have been like, Hey, if I got admitted to Harvard, I got admitted to Bucknell. I got admitted to Yale. I got admitted to Stanford. Bump Harvard. I stand by saying nigger, and that's who I am. Like own that. I appreciate when you own it, cause you can't change until you own it. Right, like you, your all of your horridness. Like you gotta own that first, because if you don't see it, it's horrid, right? If you just see it, it's just a slip up in my character. I said nigga, but just this once. Like you probably didn't say it once. Like you said it before. Then, right? And so, I'm proud of Harvard for rescinding, right? But then the question, because who else? He he applied to more than one college, one university. So he applied somewhere else, right? So if Cornell admitted him too, and they also well, you know, on the under. You know, we got an admission in the tuck for you. Come on through after this dust storm blow over. Come on in. Like, should every university not admit him for saying nigga? Yes. Only HBCU should admit him. <laughs> Only HBCU should admit him and then make the announcement. He was the one, that's him. Handle that and let that street justice take place. And then come on in. You're a house man now. You caught, You caught a couple lumps. But now you 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 been they jumped you into into the situation, you got handled. It was a cost to your racism, right? Couple lumps was the cost. Come on, get this degree and go out here and be a be a uh, alumni of uh, Morehouse and write these checks back to the community so black people can win, right? Like that's that's how I feel about it. But this is the reason why I brought it up because I want to interrogate this. This is the insanity of it, right? So before you get admitted to the university, you can say nigga and get your admission rescinded, right? That's what Harvard did. But once you end the university, then it becomes about First Amendment rights. So you can say nigga, but they're not going to expel you. No university that's not private, that state, that state funding behind it, has a policy that I'm aware of where if you say nigga, they kick you out of the university. No expulsion policy. Because then it's bound in First Amendment rights. Right. So so I've I've always made the, the call that hey a hate crime only occurs well so once the hate crime occurs, if you said words that was harmful, right, in in any other context, if that precipitated the hate crime, then the words that you said was they'll expel you for that. But if you just say it in a vacuum, you just say it and nothing happens after that, other than you said it, the universe ain't kicking you out. Cause they want your tuition. That, that's what it's gonna be. And so that's that's the lunacy of it to me. Like it, it'll keep you out of college, but it won't kick you out of college. And that's extra trash. And so I, I don't wanna, you know, ramble ramble about that. But as as a as a professor at the university, that just blows my mind. Like you should be able to get kicked out. You call a woman the B-word, expulsion. They should get you out of there. Take your tuition money back. It shouldn't be about freedom of speech. Because if that woman associates the B-word. With a threat to her life or hostility towards her, right? If, if the if the very word being murmured from your lips to her is synonymous with the act of violence, then you need to be up at that university. They need to get you up out of there. But because of First Amendment rights, you can call a woman a B word all day. You can call the C word all day. Side, sidebar, like I didn't learn until later that like the C word that like that offends white women. Like white women get offended by that. But black women, man, you call a black woman a B word. Yeah, they they upside your head with knots to your head, <laughs> which which makes total total sense. But back to my original point, like you can't say offensive words to groups of people and still get to, and call it First Amendment rights, right? Like like the restorative justice should be lumps upside your head, right? Because that'll get that get people to stop saying it. You'll stop being offensive. If the if the cost is high enough, you'll stop being offensive. Right. <laughs> Topic three. So hey, I I am the person that's I've always made the argument. Well, not always, but but I have made the argument that Kanye. It's only in my estimation. It's only two MCs that got four classic albums. Kanye and Kendrick. Four classic albums. Several people got three. Hove got three. Common got three. Scarface got three. Right. They got classic albums. They got three. But not four. TI, he got three, but not four, right? And so I'm like, you know, we we gotta. So even though Kanye, oh, he, he even even though publicly he losing it, he losing it publicly. June 18th, six years ago, Yeezus dropped, right? And even though I didn't like Yeezus, that that's you know, my Kanye, his first three albums, beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, to me, my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, it's his. Premiere work, like it's when his lyrics meet, match his production. Like the first three albums, you know, graduation, er, er, registration, like all, all those albums, they was cool, but his lyrics really didn't match the the production. Till my dark, beautiful twisted fancy, a dark twisted beautiful fancy, beautiful dark twisted fancy. Y'all know what I'm saying. And so this, when I heard this song the first time I heard it, I lost my mind because it was extra dope. Uh, uh, uh. Wait for the break. Let it breathe. Y'all. Check it out. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> okay, I gotta stop it right there. <laughs> the production on this album, I was just like, oh, man. It's and went in so many different directions that i was like from the These singles are classic content wise right cuz he was on some let us be free i just need to clear my mind from now. the label of ownership summertime. now i'm holding down a summer now Please. so he reached out and all i want is what i can't buy now cuz i ain't got the oh. money on me right now and i told you the to way yeah i told you the to way uh-huh. So I'ma need Bring a little more time now Cause I ain't got the money on me right now nope. And I thought mm. you could mm. wait mm. Yeah, I thought you could wait mm. These bitches surrounding <laughs> me <laughs> Oh, man <phone rings> Hold on, hold on <laughs> Hello? Red Rover, red Rover, Send my husband right over Hey, I'm recording a podcast right now Oh Hell. Oh, you you own you own the podcast. We get recorded right now. Oh well, let me hang up. I'm gonna say something else then. <laughs> I'll see you in a little bit. All right, all right, bye. I want I want me. Yay, yay. Talk about me. This this is my joint here though. How you gonna hang up and call back? Uh, man, I had to stop I it hit the red circle. My mama was raised in the era when clean water was only served to the fairest skin. Doing clothes, you would have thought I had help, but they wasn't satisfied unless I picked the car and myself. You see, it's broke, nigga. He said, My mama grew up in the era when clean water was served to the fairest skin. That that's Flint. That's before Flint. Right, so th- this album music to me is, is just awesome, next, next. And so I give Kanye a prop. People know didn't like the album, I love these singles but I picked. it. So this is not a trash, there's four heaters and six trash. Uh-huh. But I like, bam. All the mother niggas lame and you know it now. Uh-huh. When a real nigga hold you down, you're supposed to drown. Bam. <laughs> bam. Oh, this beat gonna really go nuts oh What you doing in the club on a Thursday? What you doing in the club on a Thursday? <laughs> so yeah, Yeezus. I gotta I gotta pay respects to Ye. Cause Ye's the man. Like he's the man. Producer wise, I already said Rizza is my favorite producer ever. But Ye? He a strong second. You got Ye you got Dre, I got Jermaine Dupree Dilla. You know it's uh Just Blaze. Shout out to Just Blaze for your Twitter fingers. Later, Just Just hit us again whenever you want. Uh, like you know I give him props to Ye So Jesus to me was his worst album production. Like production wise, the whole it, it wasn't no cohesion. The late the the way they did the cover wasn't no cover art. just a clear CD. I just felt like he didn't care. That he was like I don't care. This is what it is. Take that, take that, take that. Bad boy. Like, I just, I didn't, I, I respected it because he's an artist and I'm not, not anymore. But, you know, I, I love Jesus, the singles that I chose, right? And so, that takes me to the fourth topic. So, then, So, this is a conversation I kind of want to have with the men listeners, with the men listeners. So, here it is. Men listeners, never say this to a woman. So, sidebar, this is me imagining you Saying this I never stepped to a woman like this But this is how I hear you saying it To a woman if you this dude (laughs) Hey, uh how you doing? <laughs> you know, uh, you can't be coming around outside being dressed like this right here, right here, because you know, <laughs> the way you looking, is distracting for me to have a conversation with you because you so fine. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Completely stop. <laughs> that. So first of all, that step is hot garbage. Like that step is made out of just paper mache. Ain't no strength to that step. It ain't cement, it ain't iron, it ain't gold, ain't, ain't no ain't no undergirding to it. That step is paper mache. You step on that step, you just gonna fall right through it. So don't step like that, right? And I, so I had a conversation with someone and they was saying how, you know, they went out and went to a game, right? And uh, cause they got kids, nephews, nieces involved in sports, right in the coach, Pushed up. I was like, hey, uh, yeah, hey. <laughs> so, this is me, this is me hearing. Them. <laughs> yeah, you showed <laughs> Yeah, girl, you out here looking. You got that skirt up. Listen, so misogynoid you know, takes a lot of different pathways. And creepy, creep is at the top, right? So, you got rapey, then you got creepy. Right. So creepy is the dude that's extra aggressive and saying something that's way out of pocket. Don't step like that. Don't even make that type of comment. Right. And so, you know, some when you run across that black woman that slaps your face, slap the taste at your mouth. Now, I don't know if you ever had that. Some of y'all got like grandmas that slapped the taste at your mouth before. And when I tell you, because I had it happen to me when I was younger, like I couldn't taste nothing. <laughs> like like I could have ate what, What's the gum? What's that gum with the uh, with the zebra on it? With the, a lot of colors? What's the, what's the name of that gum? I can't think of it Tricks? Ah, oh, that's the cereal I can't think of the name of the gum But this gum is hella flavorful Hella But the flavor only lasts for like three minutes So you chew a whole pack And you're only going to get like eight minutes of flavor I could have ate 20 packs of that Right after my grandma slapped me in the mouth And I'm going to taste none of it <laughs> so you, you don't want to get slapped in the mouth by somebody because you was disrespectful under no circumstance so last time I said on a podcast the only time it's appropriate for white people to say nigga is never right I mean that the only time it's appropriate for co- people of color to say nigga is never right so it's the difference between racism which is the first version anti-blackness is when people of color say nigga right so don't do that either but it's never appropriate for a man to make comments about what a woman got on in a sexually aggressive way. You in control of yourself, right? You're not gonna lose control. Her the way she looks to you shouldn't distract you. Right? Don't do that. Like that's that's totally offensive. Have a have a conversation, a grown conversation, whatever you were saying, like if you was lusting over her. While you were trying to have a conversation with her, you're distracting yourself. That's not the way that she looks. If you can't handle the curves, don't have a conversation with her. Turn your head in the other direction. Keep it moving. Like don't be offensive to her, right? And so, so as a, as a sidebar parallel, I believe that black girls are taught to raise, they raised to talk to protect black boys. Like that's their mo. They they're raised to protect black boys right in ways all black boys and raise their opposite ways that black boys are raised to protect the women they love right so i I don't think that black boys it's just me i don't think that black boys are taught protect these girls these girls right here right i mean when i was in college i had a, a aka a sarah that got into a situation with her man and then me and some frat put hands on him two weeks later they was back together after that i was like i'm good like, I, I learned that was my lesson. That was my 20-year-old lesson where I was like, people going to live their lives. I catch a case for putting hands and feet on somebody. I go to jail. I didn't go to jail in this situation. I go to jail, and then y'all back lovey-dovey. So I defended your honor for nothing, right? But if you was in my family acting up, like, when we intervene, that's it. That relationship's over because the whole family, all the men in the family is intervening, right? And so it's just you, you want to make sure that you're respectful. Right? In the ways that you talk to, don't don't put yourself in that situation. Right? And and black women, it's okay to front black men. We know none of us are beyond reproach. You ain't gotta protect us. If we disrespectful, say it. Call it out. If we gotta lose our job because of that, we gotta lose our job. Cause we should have been disrespectful to begin with. So yeah, that was that's my thing on that. That's my bad. We I'm sorry. So it ain't no distraction. You distracting yourself, right? So don't be the type of person that is that distracting type of person. Like please don't do that. And so this, this is this is a, a, a parallel, right? This this is a parallel. So we know that it was Juneteenth. So Juneteenth happened. June 19th, right? Juneteenth is the day of complete African emancipation in the United States. This is the fifth topic. Complete emancipation of African people of African descent. In the United States, it was this week. And so, you know, because I'm dropping on Sunday, I didn't get to talk about it before, but it's celebrated. So I'm from Oklahoma. So Oklahoma is the only state in the United States that was ever given away in the land run. So, you know, I graduated from the University of Oklahoma. So Boomer Sooner is the chant for the University of Oklahoma. So the Un- Oklahoma said we're going to get this land away, right, on this date. That's going to start statehood, right? And so... All the people, they, they told people, regardless of your race, creed, or color, when, when you stick your stake in the ground, you own that land, right? And so people that went before that day and stuck their stake and get their land, right, they was called Sooners because they went Sooner than when they were supposed to because they knew wasn't created yet. They squatted on that land. People that went when they were supposed to go, they was called Boomers, So they was boomers. It was a land boom, a land run, and they gave the land away. So between 1850 and 1923, it was 50 historic black towns created, like Tallahassee, like Boley, like Lima, like Summit, like Grayson. How do I know all that? Because I worked for the Department of Tourism back in the day. (laughs) I did. But I also learned a little bit about it while I was, you know, working, while I was in high school. So Oklahoma got a really unique history right? And so I'm, I'm mindful of Juneteenth is the celebratory emancipation emancipation emancipatory moment for people of African descent. We celebrate that. So 4th of July is coming up. I don't celebrate 4th of July. Never have celebrated 4th. Well, I won't say never have. But you know, I grew up celebrating because my folks celebrated it. But once I became a man and I read about Juneteenth and I realized that when the United States gained freedom, 1776. Oh, what was that? Was that what the United States? Uh, check that for me. 1776. When they, you know, when the United States gained freedom, Africans that was enslaved didn't gain into the Emancipation Proclamation. Right? 1863. Right? Is it? my Hey, hey man, stop laughing. <laughs> my PhD ain't in history. I think it's 1863, right? Civil War in 1865. Late 65. Yeah, so get out of here, man. Hey, hey. If it wasn't for black folks being set free, we all know the North wouldn't have won, right? Meet the Confederate flags in North Dakota right now. So thank God for that. That's another reason to celebrate Juneteenth. So I just wanted to give a shout-out to Juneteenth, right? Because they celebrated it in the city that I'm in now, but I was on the road on that weekend. I was doing my thing. I told you in Minnesota, so I wasn't going to be there for the Juneteenth celebration. And so they did the celebration the weekend before, even though Juneteenth is on a Wednesday. So celebration. Juneteenth usually comes on June 19th, right? I don't know why they're not a state of nationwide holiday. We got Martin Luther King Day. I need this to get Juneteenth as the nationwide holiday. Yeah, that'd be dope. So anyway, we're 30 minutes in. Man, <clears throat> I got my coffee. Got my iced coffee. Hold on. So I drink. I was ass. I get ass. Like coffee. Coffee and cigars. And Vegan. Those my things and watches, like I collect watches too. So I'm a ones of ones guy. Like so, I like coffee. I can't drink hot coffee; burns my mouth. Not doing that. So I drink a lot of cold coffee. I may drink, man. I may drink a half a gallon of coffee a day, (laughs) a day. So if there's any sponsors out there, potential sponsors that you know, I can start to show up by saying this episode of the Facade Podcast is brought to you by. Mom and Pop's black coffee. Like, I would love to do that, right? Because co- I drink. I never endorse a product that I don't use in real life. So I'm a coffee drinker. That's my thing. So that's why I, was, I took a break. Quick break on my coffee drink. So anyway, we're 31 minutes here. So therapy exercise. So I got a the facade podcast was started because, you know, I was angry in my city. I was introduced as Doc Hotch everywhere can't not be Dr. Hoskins. So I felt like I couldn't relax. I'm under hyper surveillance. I never could be my hip hop self. So I created the podcast as an outlet to discuss hip hop in my life and how I see the world. So this is it right here. So but I go to therapy every week and my therapists always give me a challenge and then after I do the challenge I gotta you know talk about it with y'all. Right? And so part of the young collegians they out there Doing their thing, right? And part of the challenge is my question is who is the newest, youngest artist that I like that's dope to me, right? That I listen to their to music. And so I'm gonna hit this, I'm gonna see if y'all can tell me these two artists wrapped in one, but this song is extra dope. <laughs> play another song by this person because this album here is called death race for love and i know most people don't know the death race for love or what you know what that what that is and so or who that artist is but here's the here's the single that put this dude on the map and so y'all definitely gonna know this single i still see the shadows in my room can't take back the love that i gave you it's to the point where well, I love and I hate you and I- Replace you, I must replace you all Easier, sad, than, than done I thought you were the one Listening to my heart Instead of my head, head. The one, one. The, the one, the one Won't let you forget me You left me falling, falling in Landing inside oh. my grave I oh. know I take prescriptions to make me feel A A ok I know it's all in my head. Break. I have these lucid dreams where I can't move. Yeah! In my dream. So, Juice World is the name of that artist. And I like, so his new, so Juice World, to me, have got he he needs a hug. If I see Juice WRLD in the streets, I'm gonna hug him. Cause this brother, so to me, goodbye and good rider, like to me, good riddance, sorry, good riddance, to me, that's that's my favorite album of his. Like this new album, Death Race for Love, like it's cool. It's darker. Like he like he got a lot of things that he's talking about. So he's been hurt, but he wants to retaliate. Right. And I, I think I just I, I don't know. He's it's the darkness of it all that is uh, intriguing to me. I'm a sing song type of hip hop. So if you uh Nelly or uh, 50 Cent Juvenile, like the sing singing rappers, like I like I like the, the singing rappers. So that that's the first one. And so this is this, this the second artist. And I want you to I want you to tell me. Cause oh, do I, should I give you the joint joint join that I know you're Okay, here it is, here it is, right here, right here, right here. This is my favorite song on this album Higher day in the lamas So high stars in the dust And I got a colorful aura Like I got neon guts Dark energy we don't touch all jewelry's beyond touch And they give a nigga colorful alright like I got neon guts, uh, uh, higher uh, than I must. Uh, so high uh, stars eat our dust. Oh, uh, uh, I got a colourful over uh, Like I got neon gus. Uh, dark energies uh, uh, we don't touch. Dark energy's been. We don't touch the dark, dark energy. And I got a colorful over. He said our jewelry we all like got, Pharrello Mars with my fellow star. I'm like lightning striking in a metal rod. I say half God in the double bar. So damn it, Ms. I got a yellow card. Uh, 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 so that that extra knocks. Extra. Love is raised too. That's the name of the album. Do y'all know the name of the artist? Like these youngins out here, they know. Here, but here's a single that you probably heard of this artist where you'll know who it is. I don't really care if you cry. Uh, um. I don't really shouldn't have a lie. Uh, uh, uh. All my friends are dead, push me to the end, all my friends are dead, push me to the end, all my friends are dead. Vert. Now, little Uzi Vert and Juice World, to me, so 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 I like the lineage of, of hip hop of the culture, right? Like if you can't if you can't trace back the lineage, then you don't really know who's who. So to me, little Uzi Vert and Juice World, they sons of this MC right here. Oh, you hear that lighter flick? That's how I start off. Here's the song. Part of three is his Uh, 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 classic album. A Millit, a Millit, a Millit, a Millit, a Millit, a Millit, a Millit. Let me see your shoulders work. Let me see your shoulders work. If y'all can see me right now, I'm doing a... Yeah, I'm doing a uh, summer side. Uh, What the black do? I let one go. Five, four, Four, three, two, I I I let one go. So they sons of Wayne. So I love Juice Wrld and Lil Uzi Vert. Like they hot MCs to me. They be young. They be young once now. So I like Gunna and I like Lil Baby. Separately, I like them together. But they they do a lot of collab. But they should just been a group that do solo stuff. So I like them. I like Dub Baby. I wouldn't have picked the name of a dude that already had a name. So Lil Baby. And then you came out and you was the baby. I get it, two totally different styles of rapping. I totally appreciate that. But yeah, Juice WRLD, Lil Uzi Vert, like they my they my hip-hop youngins that I love, right? So I try to bridge the generational gap because I know the lineage. Wayne ain't sound like nobody when he came in the game. That's all I like about Cash Money. Juvenile, they sound like nobody. When my man said, uh, Cash Money is an army, better than the Navy. <laughs> That joint was smacking. Manny Fresh was an adult producer. Like the New Orleans sound is unique. Master P unique. So I appreciate Wayne, but to do my therapy exercise. That was the assignment. Do your therapy exercise. Who is your youngins that you like? Younger generation hip-hop. So that's who I like. Louis Vert and I like uh Juice World. I like their projects before. The new music is cool, you know. So, I got a theory. I wonder how much, to what extent an artist got control over their music. Like when you submit an album, is it 20 songs and the label pick 13? So you got to choose the one that you think is hot? Like I don't know what that looks like because I never, the album that I made in 2000, we didn't have, it was independent so we didn't have no label. We just sent them out the trunk. But anyway, that's, that's that section of, that's that answer to that question. So either or, Neither, nor, right. So this, so this is my either, or. So I had a debate about this. Is my either, my either is flirting. Like, what is flirting? How do y'all define flirting? Like, to me, flirting. So the purpose of flirting is just to interact with somebody that's the same sex or the opposite sex. Like, there's no intention in that. You don't have no expectations. Like, if I see a, a young lady and I say, I might make a comment about her natural hair or her earrings or her intellect. Like, it's not, the, the intention is not to have sex or to get her to like me or to notice me. It's just flirting. Like, like, my boys, they debated me. So, we debate. So, my boys is like, if I'm flirting with a woman, it's about the conquests. And I'm like, the, con- the conquest? That's about the conquest? I'm like, why you just wouldn't say, hey, what's up? You know, so it's, it's me and you. When well, you look good. <laughs> like, like my son, use my son's line. Hey, you out here looking good. I'm out here looking good. Let's look good together. <laughs> like, I, I appreciate that line. It's, it's cut to the chase, right? It ain't That ain't flirting. To me, that is what it is. I'm stating it. I want to get with you. I, so when I, I heard my son the first time he said that to me, that, uh, it was loud. I spit my coffee out. That's how funny it was. But but my point is he don't flirt. Like if you if you 18 to 30, what I appreciate about these young people is that they straight up with it. They not they not aware of the Me Too, all that's above them. They like, hey, this we at the ground level. That's stratosphere stuff. Like, hey, how you doing? What you doing? What's your number? I'm trying to get with you. Where you going tonight? Like, it's it ain't pressed, right? They ain't pressed. They ain't straight. Like the hot comb hair, they not straight. Pressed. They just like, hey, this is what it is. But flirting, like my boys were saying, flirt. The the end goal of the flirting is to have sex. I don't understand that. Like to, me, like, to me, flirting is just conversation. You can flirt with a dude. You can flirt with a woman. Like, I'm the type of guy, I say, hey, this guy here, men that look nice to me, I say that, to that man. Nice bow tie, nice suit, nice lineup, nice part, nice presentation, nice intellect. I'm not flirting with him. Right? So I never flirted with a guy. But I understand how that can happen. I've seen men get flirted with by women. But I don't think that her intention was, I'm trying to get the draws. Like, she wasn't flirting for that purpose. She was being nice. Like, to me, flirting is tantamount to nicety. Like, my, my flirting is being nice. I'm giving you the extra time that I would normally give people to flirt. Right? But my boys is like, that's the sharks in the water. It's blood in the water. If I so I get so <laughs> So my crew is expanding, right? So I got dudes in my circles that's hunters. Like they know who been traumatized. They know who got set high self-esteems. They know who gonna be victims. They know who they would marry, who they think they would marry based on one interaction. One interaction? I'm like, man, how you do that? How, what that where they do that at? Like, my boys got a, they got a hypersensory, a hypersensory overload. Because I'm the nerd, I'm the black nerd, ex-athlete, slash hip-hop artist, like, I, I move in a lot of different circles. So I can be, I'm comfortable in the nerd circle, so if we talking about Thanos and uh, MCU and DC, if we're talking about that, or we talking about, uh, I mean, we could be talking about anything, right? I, I'm that's in the comic vein, I'm in that vein, right? But if we're talking about top five MCs that are alive, I'm in that vein. If we're talking about uh, ontology, epistemology, and axiology, and hermeneutics, I'm in that vein. But the people that I I mostly interact with, they ain't overlapping in them same veins. So I'm in different spaces. But I just got boys, they hunters. They out here hunting. And they got this sensory overload to me. I don't understand how you can look at a woman and make a snap judgment about her vulnerability, or about who she is, or about what type of she is she wifey material. Like the way a woman dressed to me don't have nothing to do with her morals. <laughs> like, like she can have a uh, oh, what's hey, what's oh, what's the name of that? Oh, I can't think of it. It's the name of the uh, that women be wearing. It's it's extra high. Like the like the place is eighteen hundred dollars. Oh, the name escapes me at the moment, but she can have that on, right? She can, have, she can be rocking a $4,500 outfit, red bottoms and all, and be extra ratchet. Or she can just have on, you know, some jeans and some Chuck Taylors with a hoodie and be extra, you know, I'm saved. I ain't doing that. I don't do that. I'm I'm wifey. The first time that I have you is the last time that I have you. Like how they look. That ain't to me. That ain't no identifier as to who they are, right? So that's just, ah, I don't, I, I don't know. I just that's, I got off on a tangent. Like flirting to me, that's it has nothing to do with the outcome, to me. But to my guys, flirting to them, they flirt to have the outcome. And so that's that's my either because I don't understand how they package it like that, how they see it like that. That don't make sense to me. But that's that's the debate. But that but that cuts into. The or, right? So my or is my mantra. One of my I got I got a bag of mantras, right? This this comes out of my black bag because I pull it out often. So this is my or. My or is a sentence. It's the first time I ever had an or that was a sentence. My or is it's not what you did or said to me, but it's why you felt you could. That's my mantra. Right? So if you call me elitist, I'm offended by that. Cause you don't know my pedigree. So when you met me, I'm Dr. Hoskins. Yeah. I got, you know, I got the Brooks Brooks brother suit on. I've been to the haberdashery. You know, I just spent 3,500 for a suit. I got Christian Louboutin shoes. I got a Rolex and a Louis bag. I got all that. Right. But I only get those types of things as rewards for my hard work. That ain't who I am. I didn't grow up with no silver. I didn't grow up with a spoon in my mouth. There ain't no silver spoon. I didn't grow up with a spoon in my mouth. I was even with my hands. Like, I, I didn't I didn't come from the, the bottoms. But, you know, country country lower middle class looked different than city lower middle class. Like, it, it looked different. Different. And so I didn't grow up impoverished, but I didn't grow up. I'm so far away from wealth. Like, unless I could pop off, like my generational, this is the first time I even thought about giving my kids something when I die. Like they gon' like they may get something in a get they may get a gift card to go to Olive Garden with twenty dollars on it. Like <laughs> that's like, the That That's all I got for them. Like and so I'm, I'm mindful of that. Like that ain't who I am. But if you call me elitist, it ain't why you felt you could. It ain't it ain't that you call me elitist. So it is offensive to hear. It. But if you say it, we're going to have a conversation about it, right? I'm going to ask you. I don't think there's never anything wrong with letting a racist, a sexist, a homophobe, uh, a ageist, you know, let the, you know, people that think they elite because they from Los Angeles, New York City, from major cities. Like, let people explain their ignorance. I'm 100% for that. I had, I've, I've never been called nigger. But I've heard people use the term had a conversation with somebody white that had friends that's black. They all say nigga. And it was said in front of me, not to me. And I didn't know them, but I interjected myself in the conversation. So we had a conversation about why you felt you could say that. And then she was like, my black friend says cool. They was like, yeah, she cool. And I'm like, yeah, she cool with you. I'm, luckily, I'm just a person I don't get aggressive. I'm not taking no penitentiary chances. None. Not doing that. But you say that you say that word in the wrong circle, adjacent to the circle. Like you wake up with somebody standing over you. Them, them rules, that's that's inner group rules, those don't apply to everybody. And so my thing is, hey, whatever you say to me, like my grandma said, you can do whatever you want. You can do or say whatever you want. If you can deal with the generational consequences, and I can't deal with it. So some of the things I'm just not gonna do or say. But that's my mantra. It's not what you did or what you said. It's why you felt you could. Let's have a conversation. Why would you feel you could call me leaders? Because the way I dress? Like, you don't know me. So let's have a conversation about it. Because I don't want you making snap judgments about my black, about my man, about my heterosexualness, like, about my wealth. Let's have a conversation about it. Don't offend me. I'm mindful. I police myself. I don't have slip-ups. Now, keep in mind, the person I am today, whoo. Twenty years ago, I was hella (laughs) offensive, so I wasn't off the rails. I wasn't off the rails, you know. I wasn't just doing anything, but you know, I said, you know, my Tony ain't had no bite marks on it, it has got plenty, but it's all bite marks now. But back then, it wasn't. And so I'm just mindful, like it again. It ain't what you do or what you say. It's why you felt you could. And don't get offended if somebody asks you, "Are you racist?" I hit them with the questions: "Are you racist?" Do you consider yourself a homophobe? Are you sexist? Like, is misogyny your thing? Like, I'm going to ask these questions. And if you get mad after you say something, don't get mad at me. Interrogate yourself. Because you're going to say, well, why would you ask me that? I'm no, I'm not ready. Well, you said something. You exhibited racist behavior, a misogynistic behavior, a heterosexist behavior. So I'm going to ask you a question. Because I don't want to assume you are racist or you are heterosexist. Like, I, I want to hear you explain it that way. Or I want to hear you confirm exactly what I'm thinking. You are that. <laughs> You're exactly what I thought you were, right? Based on your comments. I'm going to give you a chance to have that discussion. Right? So neither nor. Right? We're we 51 minutes in. Neither nor. So my neither. So people people try to shame me. And I ain't going to let you do it. Like I, I'm going I'm to read a... I'm a Rita, uh, a tweet that I put out early this week. And people, they was hey, they was getting at me for putting out the tweet. And I was like, hey, it it is what it is. So here let me see if I can find a tweet. Oh, sidebar, we got that uh facade podcast merch getting ready to uh roll out. So this is my uh and so this so I believe that gifts are a whole nother language. The sidebar. Gifts are a whole nother language. When I see your gift, if and they cultural too. So if I see your gift and I misinterpret it because I'm not part of your culture, then I get it. Like I like the, the afropunk, culture of blackness, like that vein, I'm not in that vein. And so when I see people that's in the Afro-punk vein, they be using GIFs. I be like, man, where they find that GIF? Like, what'd that be? They got a whole other database of, G- of GIFs that I got. Some people say GIFs. Like, gif feed is a type of, of peanut butter, and a GIF is something that you give somebody for Christmas. But I say GIF because I know what I mean when I say it. But this was a tweet that I sent out on June 21st. The best part about being in a tenure-track position is that the faculty lounge refrigerator is ready, readily available to access. My diet is so changing. And I thank my colleagues for their unbeknownst contributions. So listen, I didn't grow up in a family where you had to put your name on your food. I didn't grow up in that family. Like, I'm a single, I'm just just me, only child. So when I opened the refrigerator, anything I wanted in that refrigerator was mine, you dig? So I, that's my mentality. So just because I'm a professor, when I go to the faculty lounge, if your name ain't on your stuff, <laughs> I mean, I'm saying, I'm saying, people was on, as my son was saying, people was on my head. You ain't that type of guy, are you? Come on, man. People were saying stuff about it. They tried to get at me. I'm like, hey, man, it's the refrigerator. It's the community. It's the community refrigerator. It's the faculty lounge, right? So, I, I mean, you know, I'm not going to eat your lunch. Like, if your lunch is marked with your name on it, I'm not going to eat it. And, and you're lucky that I'm transitioning out of meat, right? So, I only eat meat, like, once a week. So, I, <coughs> so you you lucky. Five years ago, i eat your whole lunch. Like, i take your lunch for real, and you never know that it was me. But now, you know, I'm, I'm just I'm in a different headspace. But you know, I be having some, I be having, you know, we out here. I ain't dry snitching on myself. My day told me don't never tell on yourself. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> I grew, I grew up in a family where when I open a refrigerator, anything that's in that refrigerator is a communal space if you don't think the refrigerator is a communal space write your name on your food and your drinks and every time you come back to that space your food and drinks will be there and, and so i asked the people that i know and i and I, so i did a uh it's empirical uh, empirical poll it's not on the liker scale but i i 65 of the people i said that i talked to they was like if i bring my food and put it in the refrigerator and people take my food I'm pissed off. And my response was, is your name on the food? And they was like, well, what that got to do with it? So those people believe, hey, I should have to put my name on the food. I, when I sat in the refrigerator, people know they didn't put the food in there, so they didn't pay for it, so they shouldn't eat it or drink it. That's an opinion. <laughs> That's an opinion. But the other people was like, hey, it's it the refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> 35% of the people Like you say refrigerator Refrigerator is a community space You set your food in the refrigerator Guess what? Food's gone That's all you <laughs> So my nor Is rat packing Right? So I had a conversation With some young students On campus And one dude was like Hey uh, I heard that my boy Got in a fight And he got knocked out Essentially And my partners That was there with him They not jump in And help him fight I'm mad at them. I said I was raised in the generation uh, just like on Friday. I was raised in the generation, the movie Friday, let me clarify, where Ice Cube's character fight Debo one-on-one, right? So Ice Cube's homeboys could have jumped in, but in my generation, you got to stand on your own. If you get knocked out, you just get knocked out. Ain't no rat packing. Shouldn't be no rat packing. Like, if if four of you and your homies got to jump on one person to beat that person down because he worked one of y'all, that's cowardice. I don't respect that. Not at all. It's okay. Hey, if your homeboy fights somebody and he get knocked out, hey, just pick him up, man. Put him in the car as comfortable as possible. One of y'all put his head on your, on your knee, massage his neck, <laughs> or whatever. If you drive him to the hospital or to your mama's house or to the apartment, wherever y'all taking him, he got knocked out. When he revives, explain the story to him. Keep him moving. You live to fight another day. But three or four of y'all jumping on one person? Cause one of y'all couldn't keep him off you? Yeah, that's cowardice. I don't agree with that. Like, y'all all there, but y'all all men. Y'all all stand independently, right? Shouldn't be no rat packing. You get knocked out. I ain't never been knocked out, right? But I ain't won every fight I've been in either. I done won some, I done lost some, right? I get I get that. But I stood alone. Like I stood I stood on my feet. I won and lost on my feet. And so that, <laughs> like that's that's a hard nore for me. Like, don't leave your food in the refrigerator if you don't want it ate or drank. Right? Like people, some that that's an opinion. <laughs> no dry snitching on myself. That's an opinion. And no rat packing. Like, don't do that. Come on now, don't do that. Stand on your own. If you get knocked out, you get knocked out. If you if you win a fight, you win a fight. So. Yeah, I'm, I can't. i ain't gonna drag that out. I'm ain't gonna drag that out. I'm off that. So, what we not gonna do? Okay, I've been thinking about this. We 58 minutes in. I'm, I, what we are not gonna do is shame young people about anything, right? So I don't tell young boys pull your pants up. I don't say that to them, right? Because I don't believe in respectability politics. Like if they're gonna get murdered, they're gonna get murdered with pants or with a suit on. Like the, like, the equivalent to that is me saying, take your black off. Because <laughs> the reason why they getting killed or incarcerated is because they black. It has nothing to do with what they have on, right? And so I was talking to some black college students, right, about about topics. So I do loose polls, right? And so, like, my son got friends that graduate. I ain't going to say their names. They graduate from college in Maine, right? And so these young brothers and sister, they don't have no jobs. So they went to college for four years, and then they had to move back into their parents' house, right? I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. Like, as, as a parent, it makes no sense for your child to graduate, and you allow them to accumulate debt. So say they go out and get an apartment, and they and they spend, a, you know, $500 a month to stay in that apartment. That's $6,000 a year. Right, and if you, if they do that for two years, that's 12 racks. Like they could've stayed in your house, stacked that money, and then when they got their job, and they knew they was gonna be in that city for at least five years, they could've put that 12000 down on a house, on a three bedroom house. Like $12,000 will get you a house for, you know, one seventy five. dollars You can get in for that, right? And so I don't, I don't, I don't shame. Like the, the, I believe in education. I don't got a wicked jump shot, and I ain't sold no crack rock. That's a Biggie reference. And so I education was my way out. You know, I, I believe in education 2,000%. And so when black kids go to college and they graduate, Latinx kids, any any kids go to college, like, that's an accomplishment. I celebrate that. I celebrate them going to college, graduate from college harder than I celebrate Ray Ray getting out of prison. Like, I'm happy Ray Ray got out of prison, right? Because he should have been there. Well. Ray Ray, my family, he, is, he should have been there. <laughs> but <laughs> even him, I give him the love like he got out. I'm going to hug Ray Ray, right? He didn't get set up. Nobody put the dope in his car. Like, he did what he did. He went to prison. He came out Same love for Ray Ray before when he came in. But the people that graduated, my cousin Ashley graduated from Oklahoma State. She can ready to go to medical school. We celebrate that, right? Her brother Rodney, he graduated. We celebrate that. We got to celebrate the wins, right? And so, what we're not going to do is clown, belittle, look down upon our kids that graduated. They, they don't got it figured out. they 22. People used to ask me when I was younger, "What's your, what you going to be doing in five years? <laughs> what? I'm 23. I don't know what I'm going to be doing. Looking at you because you're still asking me four years later Why, what I'm going to be doing in one year. That's what I'm going to be doing. Looking at you. Stop asking that question. If you're a parent or if you're a person, that's an adult. You ain't got it figured out. You're 41. You ain't got it figured out. Right? So why you expect a 22-year-old to have it figured out? They don't know. They're not going to know what they're going to do in five years. Some of them do. I got a PhD in my 30s. In my 30s. Right? I know black, I know colleagues got their PhD in their 20s. Mid-20s. So I this is the first time in my life you ask me what you're going to be doing in five years, I'm going to be a professor forever. Right? So they throw the dirt on me. That's what I'm going to be doing. And so I get that. Right? Kids, they didn't they didn't went to college. They had to pay for loans. So they got debt. So they got loan debt. They should be at your home living. At your home. Because they stressing out. How they going to pay these bills? And some of them, their strategy is just stay in school. So they go to grad school right after they graduate. Because they know they ain't got no job lined up. So they go to grad school and get more debt. And then they more stressing. Right. And then you as a parent, you can only cut them till they're 25 on your insurance. So after you do that with the insurance, like what they're going to do, they're going to be stressed. Right. We don't want our kids to be depressed. We don't want to commit suicide. And so, like, I, I don't, I don't want to ramble, but I'm just saying, like, it's it's utterly important that we support our kids. Right. All kids. You graduate from college. You ain't got it figured out. Don't rent. That's my advice. Go back home. If you don't got a job when you fresh out, go back home to your parents and say, I need to stay here for 18 months, 24 months. That's my plan. I want to get a job. I want to stack this bread, and then I want to, uh, you know, get a house. Parents, will you help me put down on my house? You can do that. Parents can do that. Parents, will you help me pay my college debt? You can do that with your parents, for your kids. Like, just consider it. So that's, you know, that's what we're not going to do. We're not going to shame kids because they went to these illustrious universities, and when they graduate, they ain't have no job. Like, it's hard out here in these streets. I got colleagues with PhDs. They ain't got no job. They teaching at the high school, teaching a 6-6 six, six schedule. They at the community college, 6-6 six, six schedule. That's cool. Not knocking either one of those spaces. That ain't where they want to be. They ain't got it figured out. Do we ever have it figured out? My dad is 81. James, James. Sorry, Pops. No disrespect. Pops, do you got it figured out? Like, he don't got it. I mean, it's still some things he be thinking about. He ain't got it figured out yet. He trying to figure out, is he going to do these ribs with propane? He going to use wood chips? Or is he going to do charcoal? Like, that's his greatest conundrum <coughs> at 81. Like, but he still don't got it figured out. So what we're not going to do is shame these kids for being excellent and not finding a job. Like, go home, kids. My kids can always come home. Go home, right, and say, parents, this is my plan. I need 24 months. I need 36 months from you. I don't want debt. Why would you want your kids to pay somebody else, you know, $18,000 over three years, and they could have stayed at your house and stacked that paper? Plus, you want your kids at home, man. Kids are great to have at home. They're funny. (laughs) The things that they say, it's just just extra funny. So, anyway. We're we out in five minutes in. Tom about is my favorite segment because it's from y'all. It's from the people. Tom about is what are we what are we talking about? But as I say it, as we say it, tom about. That's what we're doing. So here's the question. Send to the DMs. Is, and it's a, it's a simple, short question. Is being selfless or versus selfish healthy? Simple question, like selfless. So here's here's the damage. So I made, I made a comment earlier. There's two types of people in relationships: uh, frisbees and boomerangs. Like when you throw people away and they don't come back, hey. If you throw people away and they come back, I always say marry that person, <laughs> right? But selfless can get you as you can be a doormat, being selfless, right? So try to. Oh, selfless is it's a catch-22. And I what if so? Hey, what what does that even mean? Catch-22, what does that mean? I don't understand that. It's the numbers. I can't catch a 22. The number 22 don't have handles. So I, when Rick Brown says, little mama 22 sitting on 22s till I'm in room 222. Like, I get that. But catch-22? That not even make sense to me. In, anyway, so, like, being selfless, you don't never want to be somebody's doormat. You don't never want somebody saying, well, you know, that's, that's why you got the mud on your jacket because I was wiping my feet off on you. Like, you don't want to be that. So be self, to me, being selfless is when you have enough or more than enough or even less than enough and you give it to somebody else. Like, to me, that's selfless. Like, you provide it for yourself first and then somebody else came to you and said, I need X. Money, advice, a most of labor, a place to stay. You got that thing, right? So you're not out of the thing. You give them some of that thing, not all of it, right? You give them some of that thing. So you have less, but yourself less, right? Say less on that topic. But selfish, being selfish can be healthy too. Like sometimes you got to tell people no, man. So you so I ask this question. Do we empower students? Right? Do we empower do we empower students? Do we embolden students? Right? Are, are we a crutch for students? Like, you know, or people just in general. Sometimes it's okay to say no cuz people they'll drain you. They not they they will drain you, man. They they it's people out here they are users. They'll use you all the way up, like all the way up. They don't care about the fallout. Like they don't, and, and that's sad. they they extra selfish. That's selfish. That selfish is unhealthy. So don't be that. Don't be the person that prays on people because you know they love you or you know that they're giving people. They, they you know, they obedient to Allah or Yahweh or Jesus. Are they just good people? They grounded? they atheists. That they, they just got a good center. Like don't don't be selfish. Don't take advantage of people. So that, that selfishness is unhealthy. Be a healthy, selfish. One that says, Hey, listen, this is your fifteenth time coming to me this month for money. <laughs> I need go donate some semen <laughs> at the semen bank. Go donate some some plasma at the blood bank. Like go get some money. Stop coming to me. Like my pops told me when I was young, as long as you pay me my money back, you'll never be broke. So I took that to be, hey, if I can come to him and get money, but I'm not, I'm not going to my daddy for money. If I'm asking my daddy for money, everything went horribly wrong. Like the house, the house about to be lost. The cars that got repoed. Like my kids' tuition. My kids swipe the car for tuition. Ain't no money there. I'm a gambling, I got a gambling addiction. I just totally, I, yeah, I, just, I, I got a substance abuse problem. Like everything's just totally wrong in my life for me to be asking my daddy for money. And so, but 15 times? No, come on, man. What I look like? Wells go Black? That ain't, <laughs> that's, not, that's not who I am. I'm not gonna be that person. I'm gonna tell you no. And but what's, what's dangerous? Like it's a coin toss on selfless versus selfish, and it's contextual. So You can be selfless or self. You can be selfless within your family, I guess. Like the people you love. I don't know. That's that's a tough one because you got generational deference. Like are you selfless? Like you probably always selfless with your elders, right? But people that's younger than you, you probably selfish. Right? Like, I'm in the middle of two generations. I'm J. Cole. You know? I had lunch at 21. I, I was with 21 Savage. I'm finna go have lunch with Ho. Like, I talk to my son, but I'm talking to my pops. Like, I'm, I'm sandwiched between two generations, taking care of both generations. And so it just look a little different. I'm mostly... I, I can't imagine me telling my parents know about nothing. Grandparents know about nothing. Like, they my elders. <sighs> Even if they selfish. So to you, person... Oh <laughs> I'm not going to say your name. Person that's in the talking about to answer your question. Like, you can be healthy, selfless, and you can be healthy, selfish. But you just got to, like, you got to look out for you in the process. Yeah, just come kind of just look out for you in the process. That's, you know, really all, that's really all I got to say about it. And so, we're at the D Tangle. We're an hour and 11 minutes in. Like, the, the show is getting easier to do, it's podcasting. We got the format. We're going to talk about whatever it is that we talk about. And so my detangle is it's a simple one, right? Know thyself. Simple detangle. Again, who are you? What are you going to compromise? Hope your integrity ain't one of the things you're going to compromise. Being a professor is what I do. It ain't who I am, right? I, I, I firmly believe that if you stay in your lane, you never crash into nothing else. <laughs> so you know if you got to lose that job and maintain your integrity, do that. Now I've said, I've saying I've lost a job before. I've had three jobs at once. I've been on unemployment. When I was young I ain't had no job. you know I, I wish I would have knew about full Stamps, though side. So full stamps if you if you in transition, full stamps great program. So I never had food stamps, so I never I don't know nothing about that. But I've always been myself, and it's cost me a lot. I've lost friendships, what I thought was friendships. I've gained friendships and opportunities from being me. I'm always going to be me, right? And that goes into another sidebar, and I've been talking about this. We all got a, pers- a person, a persona, and a facade. What I hate is people that got spouses or relationships that they in. And you extra cool, vibe is right. When you with me, male or female, man or woman. And when your person walk up, you totally switch up. (laughs) What? (laughs) You extra trash for that. Because I don't know, was I getting a facade? Or was I getting a person? Right? Or is it just a persona? Like you pretending with your spouse or you pretending with me? Anyway, that ties into know thyself. So just know thyself. Be you. Anyway, this is the end of episode ten, Facade Podcast. Yeah, we got into it, into it, right? And so I appreciate y'all listening. We got that merch. Uh, Facebook, follow me on social media. We on, uh, we on Instagram, and I'm at Doctor B Hodgkins, at Facade Pod on Instagram. On Twitter at Doctor B Hodgkins, at Facade Podcast on Twitter, Facebook. Get at me, we got the new merch gonna drop. We're taking orders right now. Cash App, uh, PayPal, and uh, what's the other one? What's the other one? What am I leaving off? Cash App, what's the uh, Vimo? Did you set up the Vimo account? Okay, and so we got Vimo. That's how we're doing it. Shipping is free, and we just get at me. So, thank you for listening. Enjoy your Sunday. It's Saturday. We're finna bounce this episode out. Looking forward to episode 11. We're dropping weekly all summer long. Enjoy your summer, one.